0: Hello Chelsea fans and welcome to the latest edition of the Blue is the Colour podcast. I'm Kevin Byrne, I'm the Deputy Editor of Football.London, weird saying that for the first time, <laughs> and I'm joined today by our Chelsea writer Oliver Harbord. Good afternoon, how are you? I'm not too bad yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm good man, I'm good.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a low-key edition today, it's just the two of just us here. Just the two of us, it's quite nice though. It is, it's it's very intimate. It's <laughs> very intimate in this soundproof room. Ah yeah, you know, <laughs> what more could you want? Um... So obviously the big story at the moment is the transfer window is mm. finally closed. Finally. After, after all that, finally closed, Chelsea have made some interesting signings over the summer. How would, you, how would you rate Chelsea's summer?
1: I would say it's not as bad as people are making out. Um, I, think it's not, I think if you look at what they've done, it's more replacing players rather than actually adding to the depth. And I think that's probably the issue. Um, but you do have the January transfer window as well to add to the squad for the rest of the season. I think that if you look at it for like-for-likes, you'd probably say that in a lot of positions they've improved. Um, Bakayoko, you know, might take a bit of time to adjust to the Premier League, but you, you would say he's an, an improvement on Matic. Uh, Drinkwater, you know, he's probably an improvement on Chalibur at the moment, depending on what sort of player Chalibur does turn into. Um, and then you've got the likes of Rudiger, and, and you've got obviously Christensen coming back from loan as well, and yep. and Maratta as well, who's got off to a good start. So, I would, you know, there was a lot of talk about, about the transfer window and, and what happened, and, and Chelsea, some people even going as far to say that they were humiliated over the transfer window, and I think that's just completely over the top. I think that they still, there's some issues there that they didn't quite, I mean, I still don't understand why they didn't bring in a left wing back. Um, i still think that is an issue that maybe will be looked at again in january um so overall probably mixed i'd say but not not as bad as people are making out
0: if you had to if you had to give it a grade what would you uh
1: well i gave it around uh, probably a generous b minus um (laughs) generous generous b minus yeah i think that (laughs) there are areas they could have still improved on um and i still think that could be an issue um, towards the end of the season. Like, you know, I've mentioned, I made a point on Twitter about the left wing-back position. People were saying to me, you know, obviously Baba Roman, but he's not been included in either the Premier League or the Champions League squads. Uh, you know, Kennedy's still there, but he's out of favour and they did want to loan him out. We know that he was he was destined for Newcastle, but it never came through because Chelsea didn't get the signings in. And then people are saying things like Aspilicueta and Pedro can play there and Rudiger, but they're not first-choice left-backs. They're not... They're not natural in that position, and it's such a niche position that if something happens to Alonso, they could be in trouble.
0: Those are the kind of stop gaps you have mid-season when mm. everything kind of falls apart. Those aren't the things that you want to go into a season as your your main plan B, is it?
1: No, no, absolutely. And and they didn't, you know, they chased Alexandro for a long time yeah. over the summer, and you know after Juventus sold Benucci to AC Milan, that deal was was really not going to happen. Um, you know, they couldn't be seen to selling another star player. For whatever the price was, really, and and they just sort of carried on that quest, and they never really, they never really got the job done to, to bring in anyone like a even chasing after Bertrand or or anyone like that. They just never really seemed to go after it, and, and I think it's it's an area that could could potentially bite them unless they, you know, unless Alonso a goes through the whole season, you know, injury free, uh, has a blinding season. But if he dips out of form, there's no one there to really take his place.
0: You mentioned Bertrand. He, he is someone who has A, been at Chelsea before and and B, is someone that we know that Kante does like. Mm. I, I remember I was at the, the press conference before the Southampton game and he was asked about Bertrand and he was quite positive about him and he seemed mm. surprised that he was a former Chelsea player. He didn't seem to know that. Mm. Um, is he someone who do you think could have been a realistic option at the left back? Would that have been a last resort or...?
1: Uh, well I think it, I mean you, It depends how realistic You see any Southampton player Moving Because of the way That the the owners over there Were very adamant That they weren't selling anyone You know It was the yeah. same with Van Dijk It was the same with Cedric as well um, Bertrand if, if Chelsea had really Chased after him It could have been A similar situation Where they were Left frustrated At the end of it um, I think he could have Definitely been a realistic one He could have definitely been A player that would have Pushed Marcus Alonso All the way um, You know Alonso's had a decent Start to the season Obviously the two goals Against Spurs as well Um, And he would have been a real option, but it was one of those situations where Chelsea seemed to leave a lot of their business quite late. um, And, you know, I'm sure we'll come on to it, but the the players that they didn't get in the end um, may come back to haunt them. So that's why it was, for a lot of fans, it was a frustrating uh, transfer window. With regards to the players who they didn't get, Mm. uh,
0: both players who moved on, such as Oxlade-Chamberlain and Llorente, Mm. and then the players who didn't move, like Sandro, do you think... Do you think maybe Chelsea had some bad
1: information throughout the summer, or uh, I think the Lorente one was a was a real real strange one actually because we I, know I think that, everyone was shocked. Yeah, that. really shocked because we knew that um, that Chelsea had been after him since January. Really, he was one of those that Conte had looked to bring in in January potentially as backup uh, for Costa last season. You know, he does like him; he's worked with him before as well. And it's just a strange one that they didn't really go in for it. And it's not a massive price for a backup striker who no. is a proven goal scorer as well. I know he is what, 32 or something. 32, yeah. So, you know, there's always that against him. But, you know, I think Spurs have got a decent backup striker on their hands there. And um, he would have brought a different edge to Chelsea, you know, a different sort of variation in, in style that maybe Murata doesn't have at times. And for him to go for like 15 million was a bit of a decent business right under Chelsea's nose as well.
0: When I look at Lorente, I think of I think of Arsenal and Giroud. He's, he gives them that kind of dimension to bring in late mm, in the game when absolutely. everyone's tired. Mm. He can bully them a bit. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think he he might have even played more games at Chelsea if he, if they gone yeah. after him. You know, even as a starter, he could have played. You know, the odd games here and there more than you think. You know, you look at Spurs and you think, right, Harry Kane's going to start every game, yeah. whatever it is. Well, okay, maybe not the Carabao Cup and things like that, but you know, all the all the big games he's going to start. Whereas you know Murata is still unproven at the Premier League, he's had a decent start—two goals in the three sort of Premier League games. But the fact is, he, Florente could have pushed him for a starting place and really given Conte something to think about. And um, you know they did have reportedly had talks with Swansea over it, but nothing materialised, and and it was all just a bit late when when sort of Spurs came in and, and got the deal done.
0: Obviously, Badri is still there, but he's he's got a lot to learn still.
1: Oh, absolutely, he's still a raw talent, and he. He's sort of proving that he, he had a very, very good pre-season We talked about the fact that he could yeah. be the number one striker And then he had a shocker against Burnley <laughs> and, and the problem is You have a shocker against Burnley And Morata goes and scores a couple of goals And that's it And he's, he's, he's going to be number two Destined to be number two now For the rest of the season probably
0: What about some of the other players Like Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, was, was offered more money mm. We hear at Chelsea uh, Turned that down to go to Liverpool mm. Because he didn't want to play at the wing-back Hmm. do you think that that's a, a bullet dodge by Chelsea
1: or I, I think it was a bit of a shame that Chelsea didn't get him for reasons just for his versatility I think because he had the option of playing central midfield or right wing back he could also play in a more attacking role if needed you know is it a, Bullet dodged, you know, a lot of Arsenal friends of mine, fans of mine are probably (laughs) saying it is for them, Um, you know, and and you look at it and, you know, 35 40 million probably is a lot for Oxlade Chamberlain.
0: And in the final year of his contract now, yeah,
1: that's... that's, I mean, it is a lot. I think that, again, he was the sort of player that. You know, I understand why he's decided to go to Liverpool um, I think it's quite refreshing as well that a player's moved not just for the money but he, he's moved because he's, he's at the point of his career now where he has to look at it and go well where am I going to be playing in the future what role do I want to be playing and he's he's gone to Liverpool, and you know, Klopp has apparently said to him he'll play central midfield, or at least be given the chance to try and play in central midfield. Whether he turns up and suddenly has a James Milner and he's playing left back, Uh we'll find out. But you know, that's just the way it is. And Conte was honest with him and said, "Look, you're, you're going to be right wing back. That's you know, you're not going to. He's. We always knew he was never going to knock out Bakioko, Fabregas, Kante, Now drink water as well in the sense of the midfield. So, yeah, I think." I think it was maybe a, a slight shame they didn't get in, but it's one that I don't think will hurt them too much.
0: Well, if Chamberlain does get a run in the central midfield, one person who he could potentially be displacing there has been linked with Chelsea today, Emre yeah. Shan. A tenuous link with Chelsea. A very tenuous link. Yeah. You don't think that there's much in that?
1: No, I don't think there's anything in it. I think it's, you know, he's in the final year of his contract. Agents are, are notorious for trying to nudge clubs a little bit, and you know we've we've had this before i think we had it with Jesse lingard when mm. last season when he was you know not hand signed his contract with man united yet suddenly rumours of a little oh look chelsea and and <laughs> other oh, clubs are looking and it's the same today with chan and united well, and chelsea that,
0: that's what we thought about a month ago with osei chamberlain
1: yeah yeah true yeah that's true i mean i just don't see i can't see it happening i think chan is is integrating well at Liverpool, I think Klopp wants to keep him. I think it's just a ne- negotiation tact, really, and I can't see it. Um, I can't see much materialising from that. Well, we can't really mention
0: central midfielders and Chelsea's transfer window without getting on to Ross Barkley. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, the infamous Ross Barkley.
0: <sighs> just to to clarify for listeners who may not have heard what happened on the night of the transfer window closed, Barkley supposedly had a medical at Chelsea, Yeah. which then was confirmed on Sky Sports News by the Everton majority shareholder, who said that Barclay had pulled out at the last minute because he had changed his mind. Barclay then came out the next day, said he'd never had a medical, he oh. hadn't even gone to London. Um, so it, it's all a bit of a mess. What do we know? What are what are the actual facts?
1: Well, I think you have to take it on the fact that he he didn't actually make it as far as... London for his medical. Yeah, um, you know the, there was a, agreed terms. Um, I think in, in th-
0: thirty five million pounds. Yeah,
1: around that. Yeah, and I think there was you know the the template of a, of personal terms was sort of there as well. And you know the, what's come out today, if you you know the Matt Hughes is a, exclusive in the Times today, basically saying about it was actually down to Conte not picking up the phone, which is just another. You know, strange thing that's happened in this press conference, uh, in this uh, transfer window, and and surrounding the whole Barkley incident. But I don't think it quite got as far.
0: Well, well the reason why he didn't pick up his phone, mm. you were saying earlier, was because he told him not to,
1: basically. <laughs> basically, yeah.
0: with the oxlade Chamberlain yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, that's the claim that that because Conte had told Oxley Chamberlain that his plans were to put him right wing back, they they kept Conte out of out of the proceedings for for Barkley. So. You know, it's a very, very strange situation there. Um, he, I'm sure he'll be on the move in January, but for me, this is a clear sign that it's not going to be for Chelsea. I think that, I think he wants a Spurs move. I think um, it's up to the two clubs to come to some sort of agreement there, and I can't see. I think I think Chelsea might go back in for him in January. I don't think that's the end of it for them, but for me, I think he wants that move to Spurs. So, someone
0: else who. Is hoping for a move at the moment Is Diego Costa mm. Not been included in the Champions League squad mm. Also hasn't been moved on before the end of the transfer window is, it, is there any chance that he comes back And reconciles with Conte?
1: No, I can't see it I really can't see it I think, you know, he was named in the Premier League squad Is that just a way to to try and entice him back And say, look, if you come train you might get a game But really they just want him to come back training And and you know, so they can sell him really, because I think Atletico want the same thing as well. They want him to come back. They want a match. They want a player who's going to be match fit and ready uh, come January when they can actually register and play and have him. You know, it's it's the fact he's not in the Champions League squad is is sort of um,
0: it's very significant.
1: Yeah, it's significant on a couple of terms because a it's you're not in our plans, and b also the fact that if they if he plays then he's cup tied. So yeah. if Atletico come in for him in January again his value is would seriously go down if, if he couldn't play in the Champions League that year. So, um, you know, I just can't see a way for it to to come back now. It's gone on way too long, it's really dwelled. And, you know, he's still in Brazil, he's not looking like he's coming back. He's probably going to be get fined constantly now until he finally does come back to training. And I think that's the end, for me, I think that's the end of Costa at Chelsea. So, you don't think that Chelsea may be weakened there their
0: bargaining position by leaving them out of the Champions League squad it sends a very clear message that they're mm. not planning to use them, and it's it's a tough group that they're in this year. Yeah, yeah. They could really, maybe even just for the final game, they might need someone like him to come in and you know score a goal.
1: Yeah, maybe. But then, uh, I just I you know would would Conte allow Costa to be the man who comes in the final game in the seat of the Champions League group stage to get the winner and get them through the next stage? I can't see it happening. um I just think you know the fact of the bargaining tool. If he if he hadn't play, if he plays in, in you know a minute of Champions League football, gets cup tied, that's a lot of value gone. And I just you know I think that's why that he wasn't entered. But,
0: but, but even to include him in the squad, to to have that threat that mm. you're going to play him, that you're going to ruin him for Atletico if they don't come in now with concrete offer mm. and sort out terms.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that's that's a good point to to make. Is is. That threat over it, but <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't. You get the impression now that the issue is not really between Atletico and Chelsea. It's an issue more between Chelsea, the player, and Atletico, and the player as well, because they want him around. And you know, Simeone's just signed his new contract today as well. He's he's yep. a he's a manager who wants Costa to join. And they, well, you know,
0: Simeone's not someone who's going to suffer fools lightly
1: no absolutely and, and they need him to come back and prove him, prove to them that he wants to play for them and the only way he can do that is by training with Chelsea and, and getting himself back to some sort of fitness because you know whatever he's doing in Brazil is not going to get him into a, to a right state of, of what they want him to be come January
0: so closing off the transfer window is there anyone out there that you feel Chelsea may have missed out on that would have really added something else that that they maybe didn't didn't get in the likes of drink water in Zapagasta.
1: I think, I I mean I keep coming back to it, but that left sided position really for me. I mean I think the Alexandro thing was disappointing because they could have they could have wrapped that up early as well. You look at what City did with Benjamin Mendy, yeah. and you know Bernardo Silva. They just went in big early, and if they if Chelsea had done that before Benucci had signed for AC Milan, which they could have done. Then they could have nailed on a really, really good left wing back there, and and really sorted that out. And I think that will be one that's disappointed. You know, Van Dyke. Um, that was more I, Southampton's doing than anyone else. I'm
0: not sure you can say they missed out on. No, Van Dijk. I don't
1: think you can either. I really don't think you can. Um, you know, I think a, a few clubs would have liked him, but Southampton's pretty strong stance the whole way, which you've got to give them credit for.
0: You got to. It. It's been an interesting summer in that mm. regard, with with Van
1: Dyke, with Alexis Sanchez at
0: Arsenal. Oh. Even to a degree with Ross Barkley at Everton, I guess. Yeah. Of these
1: players who are trying to trying to force their way out the of clubs, are finding it more difficult yeah. than they used to. Coutinho is another Coutinho, one as well. Yeah. I mean, that, it's a great sign, really, because you want to see the clubs have some sort of power back from the players that you know are too willing to throw hissy fits and get what they want. You know, the massive moves to wherever. Um, and you know, with Van Dijk, it was a similar situation. You know, he handed in this transfer request, and he. And he didn't get the request he wanted. So, you know, Danny Drinkwater handed in a transfer request at Leicester, but that was more
0: Riyad Mahrez is another
1: one. Mahrez yeah, and he didn't get his move. So there's yeah, some really interesting transfer sort of non movements more yeah. than movements actually over the window. Um for me, yeah, the left wing back situation, I would like to see him bring them, bring someone in. Central midfield, was there anyone really out there that would have that was really on the market with around Drinkwater? I guess the position that was they were in, they always knew they were trying to get a a backup rather than a main. Bakioko um, was their guy a to come in. A backup and an English qualified backup. Exactly, and I or, think or a
0: homegrown qualified rather.
1: Absolutely and and you know Bakioko was all the play always the central midfielder to come in and challenge for that starting place and drink water. You know Champions League experience now he's a Premier League winner. He's obviously had that great season with Ingolo Kante as well. Um so you know you look at it is it a, is it a stunning signing? No, but is it a sensible signing? Probably yes
0: i you know, I think thirty-five million over five-year contract might come back bite them a bit? Where was twenty-seven?
1: I mean, yeah, but you know, thirty-five year first. Sorry, thirty-five years—that would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> thirty-five million pounds these days—it's not a lot, really, is it? If we look at what's happening over the transfer window, it's, you get you're getting average players moving for that sort of money now, and you know, I'm not saying Drinkwater is an average player; he's better than that, but. You know, in, he's, in, in he's terms not star
0: of the, signing in terms of the mini league and the, in the top 6 top yeah. 7 he certainly isn't anything spectacular no
1: but he will do a job for them and he's he's more he's more ready than Chalobah will be at the moment and um, it was a real shame to see Chaliba go I mean my last point on the transfer window as well is, is the loan ease that went out yeah. um, you know I thought Loftus Cheek going out was a real shame um, I thought that's a loan deal that was a year too late I would like to have seen him stick around this season um, and you know Tammy Abraham as well another one who's gone out and you know over 30 oh. loans again
0: well Abraham's one who could really benefit from the the rent yeah. move
1: yeah absolutely yeah and um, but now you know Wilfred Boney's come in there so we'll see how that how that sort of affects his loan deal with um, Swansea at the moment but you know there's, there's a lot of loan plays out again and it's quite incredible to see
0: well, I, I'm personally hoping that Abraham does very well at Swansea because he's in my fantasy <laughs> I knew you could say. said <laughs> um, so We'll leave the transfer window behind. We're trying not to make this too long today. Looking ahead to the weekend, we are almost through the international break now. Thank God. Thank God. Uh,
1: so looking ahead to Leicester, mm. do you think Drake Waters to be making his debut? <laughs> um, well, I don't think he's going to start. No, I think he, I think he might get some appearance time. Um, I can't see him starting. No. Uh, so if, you how, know. how do you think he'll be received? Uh, yeah, this is a really interesting point. Really. I mean, it would be a real shame to see them boot. Them. I mean, yeah. it's for him. It's a great opportunity to to go on, and and Golo Kanté got a decent reception as well. And drink water, what he's done for Leicester, you know, helping. Them. I mean, he was a big part of that of that Premier League winning side, part as well. of the promotion team as well. Yeah, absolutely. And he's done some great things for Leicester. And now, but you look at the state of the two clubs at the moment, and you're thinking it's right for him to move on. Uh, you know, was it for money? <sighs> people will probably claim that as well. Um, Is there something wrong
0: with that? You know, footballers have short careers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know, and it's not like he was going for mega money. Um, And it's not like Leicester and Chelsea are particularly rivals either.
0: And and, and he's not someone who's likely to... To retire straight into a no. pundit position like someone like Frank Lampard or Stephen yeah. Jarrett
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, um, he, in fairness to him, he does have to make his money in a very short window of opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. I'd like to see him get a good reception. I, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying that everyone's going to be giving him a standing ovation as he no. runs onto the pitch, but you know, it'd be shame to, to see to hear people booing and things like that because I don't think he, I don't think the move deserves that really. Um, you know, some Leicester fans might might disagree. They might think that he's, you know, he's had a hamstring injury. He's not played a lot at the beginning of the season. And Now suddenly he's back training for Chelsea. Mm. Some people might look at that and question that. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. I think, I think, don't think he'll start. I think it will be probably Fabregas and Kante, maybe Bakayoko, and um, and Drinkwater will probably get some minutes. Do you think we'll see Zabacosta? No, I don't think so. I think he. Um, Well, I'm definitely not starting either. You know, he's been with Italy. Um, You know, Conte often talks about his style of football and the idea of football and the players need to have this idea of football. It's the reason he gave for Morata not starting at the beginning of the season as well. Um, And I can't see Zabacosta having spent quite a bit of time in Italy as well. He will only be training with the club for a couple of days. Um, I can't see him starting. Um, I'd say that Moses will keep his place on the right. Think we'll see the return of Hazard into the starting eleven? Yeah, I think that's one that will probably happen. You know, he started the game against Belgium, came through that really well. Played very well. Played very well, scored. You know, he played pretty much almost a full game in that um, under twenty threes as well. Came on as a substitute in the last Belgian game. So I think he's ready. I think he's ready to start. Yeah. Um, and I think that again you're getting the you getting the the trio of who starts from Hazard, Pedro and William. I mean that's the that's the thing. William, does he deserve to be dropped? Probably not, but will he he may well get dropped. Do so
0: you think he'll feel hard done by if he gets dropped, having had opportunities to leave this summer?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, the one excuse you could maybe make for him being dropped is the fact he's on the international duty with Brazil, and yeah, got- coming back from that might be, you know, in it's a Saturday 3 o'clock game, it's not like he's got the extra couple of days rest for the Sunday. Um, so that might be a, a, an excuse you could make for him being dropped. Um, but, you know, he's been a key part of the start of the season. And it would be it would be difficult on him to be dropped. But then you know, if you go off last season, Pedro was the, was one of the star men as well. I assume we'll be seeing Murata up top. Yeah, I
0: don't think there's much question about that. To be honest, these he days carried his form of Chelsea into the international break as well. Did not
1: yeah, he? yeah, scored scored for Spain and he against you know. Italy against Italy yeah, and he, he, he looks said, decent
0: that was their first uh, defeat in a qualifier since 2006
1: I didn't know that that's a great stat unbelievable statted up there you go more than, <laughs> start more, of the day.
0: more than 10 years though that's
1: yeah it's pretty incredible um, but yeah I think you know there's no doubt that he's the man to, to start from now on and you know two goals he should have scored in that Spurs game as well missing an absolute sitter um, and he's, he's the one who holds the, the starting spot
0: so I guess the other big question mark then is the the central defence. Mm. Who do you th- who do you think are gonna be the three?
1: Well Cahill's still out, so I think it'll yeah. I think it'll be the same as Everton. I think we'll see Rudiger, um Louise and Aspilicueta playing as the three. Um I mean it'll be really interesting when Cahill does come back. I think that's that's the interesting one. He'll be back obviously for the Champions League game the week of uh, the sort of Tuesday after. Yep. Um Which we'll we'll get on to in a second. Yeah, so that, that's gonna be really interesting to see. Um what happens with that But yeah I think Rudiger will Which is harsh from Christensen Because I think he's had A decent start to the season But um, You know Maybe Maybe, he, maybe he'll maybe he get his chance But I can't I can't see I think Rudiger will start With Louise and Aspi So
0: uh, The last game To talk about then Actually we'll ask for a, a prediction How do you think The weekend's going to go
1: um, I think it'll be I think it'll be 3-1 Chelsea I think they'll They'll look pretty Should be quite comfortable um, you know the last time we were up there um, it, was a, it was a comfortable night for them um, and I, I have a feeling that I have a feeling they'll carry on the good form they had before the international break and take on
0: I'd be inclined to agree with you I probably would say I, I'm going to go with the 2-0 mm. I think uh, I think Chelsea should control this game I think the jitters of the Burnley game are, are behind them a bit yeah. um, and the international break came at a good time mm. they they went into it Off the back of two wins And are able to Kind of regroup But um, So we'll look ahead To Tuesday then oh. uh,
1: Champions League Yeah It's back It's back Thank God uh, are, you, are you excited? I am really excited actually <coughs> Yeah really excited You know there's, It's a pretty Special moment um, To this, this, hear the, This will be
0: your first season? It'll be my
1: first It'll be my first Champions League game I've ever covered Yeah Which is You know A pretty special moment You know To hear the Champions League Music as well And all that sort of stuff And and it's it's a great place to be it's the place that Chelsea you know will feel they deserve to be it's the place they should be at um, last season was probably pretty painstaking having to watch even though it was good for their long-term prospects when it came to the Premier League yeah. you know Conte talked about it before that' it's, it's pretty damaging as players when you're you know when you're off the likes of Hazard and Costa and Fabregas. you're watching these guys play in the top level of European football and you're not there to, to be playing in it. So they, I think the players will be really fired up for it. I know it's Carabag at home, they'd expect to win the game, they should win the game, um, but it's the, the whole sense around it. Rather than nerves about being back in the Champions League, I think it's more the excitement and the adrenaline of, of uh, sort of getting back to that stage.
0: Do you think we'll see a largely unchanged team or is, yeah. is Kante going to try to adapt his style to European football
1: a bit more? Well, that's, that's the really interesting thing because, you know. It, we don't really know what Kante's like in European football when it, obviously when it comes to Chelsea so it's going to be quite interesting to see he had a lot of success with uh, with you, but yeah yeah but I think that you know he always has this idea of, of which way he goes defensive or you know they're playing at Atletico in the second game away so you'd expect him to be a little bit more defensive where you yeah. might see the likes of Kante and Bakayoko playing together um, I think against Karabag you know it's a game you should be winning and they really should get off to a good start so, whether you think Fabregas can play maybe this, Tuesday, this Saturday and Tuesday, I don't know. Um, you'd like them to be aggressive in it and, and attacking. And I can't see him changing too much, but it's the question over Cahill as well. Does he come yeah. straight back into the side?
0: Well, it's uh, it's going to be Carabaug's first ever Champions League game uh-huh. in Stamford Bridge. You th- you 'd expect Chelsea to win that quite comfortably
1: yeah you'd, you know you 'd hoped regardless of who 's playing yeah absolutely you 'd think it 's a, a real confidence boost for Chelsea that to get off to a decent start, you know try and keep a clean, clean sheet early on and, and set a mark for the rest of the Champions League campaign because as we said before it 's not an easy campaign you know no. going to Atletico, going to Roma to quality you know, European sides, um, Atletico obviously under Simeone have been fantastic in the competition as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a really tricky one. But I, I, it's a nice start for Chelsea to have Carabao at home to start with. It's a too early to ask for a prediction? Of the match <laughs> or, or, or <laughs> of the Champions League campaign as a whole? Um, we'll, we'll go both since you brought it up. Oh, OK. Um, I mean, I, th- I would say it's, it should be a 3 4 niller Yeah, to be honest. Something like that against Carabao. You would expect... Um, this, as far as the, this
0: is the game where you, you're going to try to pad your goal difference,
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah, because that could <laughs> definitely come into it against the likes of you know Roma and Atletico. Um, as far as the actual Champions League campaign goes, I think I think the aim will be at least quarter quarterfinals. Um, I think it'll be, and that could depend on who they bring in in January as well. Just just as far as because of the squad burning out, and if they don't add any more depth, then it could be a difficult um, you know difficult post-January time. Um, so I'd say quarterfinals is, is probably the minimum that they're expecting the minimum. yeah I'd say the minimum they're expecting as Premier League champions you know you expect this Premier League champions to get that far even though maybe it hasn't happened quite as much as we'd like over the last few seasons uh, and then you know anything crossed there is probably a bonus where they are do you know so I guess going in as Premier League champions
0: they're, they're the number one seed in that group mm. which on paper you would say that you should be winning that group but with yeah. a, a team Like Atletico Who have that European pedigree Mm. They could well end up Second place Yeah Which leaves them With a very tough Second round draw Potentially Against someone like The new look PSG Or Mm. Real Madrid Or Or Barcelona yeah
1: so. yeah I mean if you the interesting thing about the Champions League draw this year was how strong pot 2 was yeah there were no duds in that team whatsoever it was
0: almost stronger than the first part yeah it was
1: incredible you know you had the likes of Barca in there and PSG with pot 2 as well weren't they because I think it was yeah, co-1 obviously so there were you know these it was really a strong strong group um, so I think probably this year more than ever whoever you get in round in the 16th round of 16 it's going to be a really tough ask And yeah. but you know as they always say, to win the group is, is the is the key and then you know, you see you should theoretically have a stronger chance of going through the round of sixteen, but it doesn't really happen as much as you think these days.
0: Well what do you reckon? I I would say at quarter final I as a Chelsea fan would be very happy with mm. uh having had a year off from the Champions League to come back. To get to the last eight in Europe would be a very good achievement. Yeah. Especially with I do think that the squad is very thin mm. still. Mm. Um they proved last year that starting 11 can beat anyone yep. it's just about that depth mm. so like you said if they can add people in January we'll see but you don't tend to really add No, you uh, top class players they're not gonna add, I
1: don't think they're going to add massive quality I think what they might look to do is add depth I think that's depth, probably what or, they need or
0: one of those wild cards that yep. you sometimes get like when uh, you know when Arsenal bought our Chavan or, mm. or that kind of thing who, mm. who can give you that extra kind of dimension yeah but um, I think a quarter final would be very good. I think it'd be very difficult to top this group. I think Atletico will probably win it, mm. uh, but that's mainly down to the fact that they're just so so well drilled in European football already. Yeah. Whereas this will be Conte's first. Exploration of Europe with Chelsea, essentially.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens if, say, if the group is struggling as well. Whether they, you know, want that Euro- Europa League spot as well is quite. It's always an interesting, wasn't it, yeah. when it comes to the the end of the end of the group stages and, and moving s- into the Europa League. You saw how well it worked out for Manchester United. Mm. Sometimes so. it can work out well, yeah. But with the squad depth, it might not work out quite as well for Chelsea.
0: That is true. Um, we will. I was hoping to end on a higher note. Then, should Chelsea aim for the Europa League? But <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was my bad <laughs> uh, uh, no we it should be a good week for Chelsea two two solid games that they should win both of them mm. uh, and you should get a look at some of the new signings yeah. in, in some way shape mm. or form um, but that's all the time we have for today we've gone on for a bit, bit longer than we intended to um, thank you so much for joining us today uh, thank you Ollie thank you very much Kev uh, I've been Kevin Byrne, deputy editor of
1: F- Football. London. You can't even say, it, can you? No, I was, <laughs> I was about to run into the old title.
0: Um, if you want to keep up to date with all the the latest Chelsea news ahead of last year, ahead of the Champions League, stick with us on Football. London. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Chelsea underscore FL. We're on Facebook too. We're on Instagram. Ollie will be updating that at the games as well. Yep. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with that, you can follow Ollie on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I'm at OJ Harbord. That's H A R B O R D, just for those who
0: might not be able to spell it. Um, and yeah, so give us a follow on those. Keep up to date with everything Chelsea going on. And thank you very much and good luck.